Welcome back to Basketball is Religion with the Gons and Big Matt. In today's episode, the Gons and I react to Game 2 of the Suns versus the Nuggets and Game 1 of the Celtics versus Sixers. We also discuss the other second round series and give our predictions. I then sit down with Laker Jose to talk about the Lakers closing out the Grizzlies in six games and look forward to the epic showdown between the Golden State Warriors and Los Angeles Lakers. Please note my talk with Laker Jose happened before last night's games. Let's get it. Gons, how have you been? Been chilling, man. Chilling. Just got off watching um, this fourth quarter here, the, the Nuggets game. That was a lot of fun, but... I'm good over here, man. What's we're good over here. That ending was crazy. So as you're recording now, it's, we just watched that fourth quarter. Like on said, Phoenix Suns versus the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets took a 2-0 lead in their series. Um, yeah, that was a low-scoring first half, and then Jokic and uh, Jokic pretty much took over that fourth quarter. What what were your thoughts on that on that game, Guns? Man, well, I'll tell you this for sure. Fatigue was definitely getting to the Suns at the in the fourth quarter. You saw Devin Booker, although he had thirty some points, he was short a lot at the very end. He didn't have the legs. Same with Kevin Durant. So I think the second game in Denver is where we really saw the fatigue get in. Everyone seemed gassed. I mean, you saw it on the Denver side too with Joker, but everyone seemed pretty gassed here, and I, you definitely shot in the shot making compared to Game One. How much do you think of it was was the elevation? I mean, you're in Denver for a couple days. Um, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Even Kobe talked about it after you played. Uh, they were there for so many days. You could say you adjust to it. But, I mean, do we really know what goes on in the Suns locker room? Do we really need to go to bed at 8 o'clock? Denver's a beautiful city. I'm sure Denver's out and about. I'm not saying he's out till 2 a.m., but... I mean, the high altitude will get to you. And after playing game one, playing so many minutes, you know, now you're going out there. Your body's not fully recovered. You're sore several places. It's going to get to you. We saw in the fourth quarter, Matt, no one was making shots. The defense that Denver played on Durant was amazing. I think you had that point of attack when it had like a KCP and then the back end you had um, Aaron Gordon and that fourth yeah it was really good it was really just a good game plan for denver but i think it's also the minutes too like yeah so booker and kevin durant each also had 44 minutes like w- without Jokic and with with booker and with durant on the floor at the beginning of the fourth quarter they didn't score a thing they didn't score a basket and both of them were out there so do you think the minutes thing is getting to them as well i do man i think fatigue is real these guys are human as much as we think they're superpowers. Um, I, I I think I really saw fatigue when Booker had those shots that he makes in his sleep when he was short on the rim. Some of them got lucky and he still got the bounce, but it wasn't normal Booker. Um, same with KD. They were just gassed. Uh, and, you know, now they get a couple days rest. They get to go to Phoenix. I think if they win, it's going to be next game. But without a Chris Paul, I don't know. I think they could still win without him, but um, they're going to be missing something with that mid-range missing. See, Chris Paul did get injured in the third quarter. It looked like he injured his groin area um, in the middle of that third quarter. So most likely, again, well, we don't know the status of the injury. He was just out the rest of the game. So who knows if, he, if he'll be back in the third quarter. It just seems to be... With Chris Paul, just something that happens to him every postseason. He just, like I mentioned in the group chat, like the Clippers curse never left him because he seems to get injured every postseason. He said he switched to a plant-based diet, which you know led to a better longevity, even to get towards the my the Milwaukee Finals. But ever since then, it's every year, every year since Houston, since the Clippers, he just tends to get hurt. Like, is there something wrong with Chris Paul, or what? What do you think? What do you think is up with Chris Paul there? I mean, everyone's not built like LeBron, and even you see with LeBron, he's getting hurt. Chris Paul's climbing up there, but I see your point. I mean. Every series, when it matters, right, he gets hurt. Um, 
But I don't think this is bad for the Phoenix Suns. He's a huge defensive liability. Although he gives you 15, 16 points, 15, 16 points. Now, if you start to give Cameron Payne minutes and rhythm, who's a much better defender, I don't necessarily think it's a deal breaker with Paul being out. I think it's going to help the Phoenix Suns, it's especially at home, where you know Cameron where Payne's going to play. You a have bit a lot better. of faith in campaign. I think you. Know, uh, well, I hate him. I hate him. I'll tell yeah. you right now. I don't like the guy. I hate him. He's a little trash talker, but I don't think he's a horrible player. And I think Chris Paul at his age right now has a lot of weaknesses. It's not the same Chris Paul. So I don't think it's going to make it that much of a plus minus different differential maker, to be honest with you. Um, but I mean, there was, if, if they locked down KD like they did today, like forget about it. Yeah. Booker That's, and KD done. have to average combined. I think closer to, I was thinking 65 to 70 points, but looking looking at it now, it might be closer to 70 to 75 points. Like, is that something you could expect? Or do, do, you, do you think they need to have that sort of point output? Or No, no, no. I think you're right. With six, you're right with 65 because Durant needs to have 30 points. He had 24. Um, Booker's going to get 35. So I think they both, you're right, they both need to average around 65 to 70 probably to win the game. They don't have much offense besides that. And I mean, we're, we're and started off really well attacking the basket, running the floor and kudos to Devin Booker for finding him. But I was shocked, Matt. I watched the first and I watched the fourth. And I was thinking this dude was on pace to have 25, 26 points. He only finished with 14. That's not gonna, that's, that's another thing that's not it's if that's the case, they're not gonna win either. He needs to put up at least twenty to twenty five points a game. You're saying Booker or Aiden? No, for sure. Like Aiden. plus Jokic like cooked him in that fourth quarter, just somber shuffles, three pointers, screens to get a, to get switched onto him. It was just a, a master class of offense, just not scoring but assisting two for you. And also KCP, shout out to to playoff Kenny, who we know very well from the Lakers bubble run. Uh, Jokic was a, a, a dynamo in the fourth quarter, kind of proved why he was an MVP the last two seasons. So is there anything that Aiton can do to help slow down uh, Jokic or is he just cooked the rest of the series? Look, man, you're not he's not better than the MVP. It's a matter of fact. And there's not very many games where Jamal Murray is going to go three for 15. So <laughs> I don't, I, again, I think Phoenix may get one at home. And if they get one, it'll be game three. But I, they're just outmatched, Matt. Um, I, they're just Denver's, Denver's young. I think age does matter. You know what I mean? And we're seeing it with all these minutes. Um, and they're not deep enough. That was that was the conversation we've been having. That's the conversation you brought up. They're just they're just not deep enough. Um, and Denver is, and they're younger, and they're better. So I don't see Phoenix winning more than one game. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's Denver in five. Like I want to see the odds for Game Three. I can't imagine the Suns are going to get any points with with um with chris paul out i think it's more like maybe a pick'em game where denver minus one so i mean i i agree with you i think the suns will win game three just as a home like oh we're finally back home we have to deal with elevation um campaign you know probably will p- play well and then game four they'll get used to it then game five going back to elevation that's where De- denver kind of uh, makes its makes its money so i i think it's going to be a five game series it's well gone so we agree there let's uh go back to the game that was before this it was the uh, philadelphia 76ers at boston celtics game one uh joel Embiid was out with that knee injury it looks like the the reports from shams or reports from Moses, i should say is that he had a slight tear in his in his right knee so who who knows if he'll be back for game two maybe even game three who knows um but uh, even though Embiid was out the sixers fought hard <laughs> james harden 45 points pulled up an old Houston Rockets James Harden and hit a three down the stretch over over um Al Horford uh, to go up to and then uh, Marcus Smart just trying to pass the ball to Jason Tame at the end and just fumbled the ball out of bounds. Uh, Paul Reed hit two free throws to kind of seal it up and the and the 76ers beat the Celtics in game 1. Gons what was your reaction to that game? 
I'm not surprised. I mean, I know Boston had a nine and a half spread. And looking back at their last five, six games, they they haven't beat a team by nine and a half points. They maybe game one of the of last series. And that's even with Murray out. They they so what I was I took the bet. I'm glad I did, but I think you have a lot of weapons in Philadelphia. I mean, did I expect Harden to go off like this? No. But I knew Maxi was going to ball out. And I know Tobias Harris is capable. So you have those three players. And then you got Reed getting 13 rebounds. I mean, that's a good formula. What's scary, Matt, is if James Harden has momentum right now. We haven't seen this James Harden for a while. So if James Harden gets cooking, he can, if he gets cooking like he used to, he can be the number one guy and Embiid could be the number two easily. If, if it, I mean, we saw that it was in him today. Dude made seven three pointers, um, 45 points. We know he's streaky. We know as he gets hot. Um, I, I, I mean, everyone think Boston is a sure thing, right? But it took him seven games to six games, but yeah, you're right. It was a close, closer series than it should have been. Yeah. Okay. Six games to beat Atlanta. I'm sorry. And they did not beat him convincingly, besides maybe one game, right? I mean, some of the games were close. And then you're coming off a Philly team who just handled their opponent. Again, I think Philadelphia is should be rated higher here. I I, I, my belief here is now if Embiid comes back, Philadelphia is a lock to win this thing. If he doesn't come back, I still think Boston will win, but it'll be a close, closer series than we think. There's a sentiment that the Celtics play down to their opponents, that they should be, they're not taking care of business. They're just, they should be playing at a higher level, but they're not playing at the higher level because they played down to Atlanta and now they're playing down to this this um, Sixers team. Do you think that's the case or is this that are just not that are they not that good? I think it's two against five, Matt. I mean, if you got 39 points with Tatum and you got 23 with Brown and then Robert Williams didn't give you anything. Marcus Smart gave you a 12. Al Horford didn't give you much. I don't think they have enough. If if this is how it's gonna go, um, you know, when you look at the other side, you have forty five Harden, twenty six Maxi, you know, Tobias Harris with eighteen, Reed with ten, and then Melton with seventeen off the bench. It's a deeper team. It's almost similar to what we're seeing with Phoenix and Denver. Like Denver's just a deeper team. So although they may have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who else really on Boston? do you believe helps them make them a contender? Is it Robert Williams? I don't think it's Robert Williams. Is it old man Horford? No. Is it Marcus Smart? I don't think so. So they have two all-stars on their team. That doesn't make them what everyone's making them out to be because they had a really good regular season. Um, would, I, would I rather have Maxi Harrison Harden versus Brown and um, – Tatum? Yeah, I think I would. What about ah, you? I mean, you? I, as much as FTC, I don't like I don't like the Celtics. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are just the dynamic wings. They, they might be the best duo in the league, but you're right. Like outside of those two guys, if Al Horford's he's getting older now. He's in his late thirties. He doesn't have that same sort of explosiveness as he does before. He has the three pointers, but defensively just didn't quite have it today. And then with Robert Williams, you kind of bring him in to guard the bigger guys. But if you don't have Embiid, then his effectiveness kind of goes down because he doesn't have the bigger guy to go against. So, I mean, then you're looking at a Derek. Is Derek White your third best player? Marcus Smart's been having a down year. He was defensive player of the year last year, and he's not giving you much this year. So you're looking at a Malcolm Brogdon off the bench, like you're as as much as i wanted to, th- to think that boston was deeper than they are they're actually you're if it, now that you kind of mention everyone i don't think they're as deep as i kind of thought going into this playoff so if, if mb can give you i i thought he would have to pull a shack level game to for the sixers to have a shot but you know proving this game one you have maxi you have melton you have tobias harris actually showed up you know, hit some 
key threes there at the end. And if Harden balls out like this, I mean, we weren't expecting this from Harden after, you know, there were reports that he was in Las Vegas the last couple of nights and he slapped some guy in the face. Um, we didn't think he'd be, you know, no one thought he'd have this sort of 45 um, point outburst in him, but there you go. So um, I thought the Celtics were going to win the series initially, even with Embiid. But after this first game, I think I might be swayed towards the Cel- towards the Sixers. So, oh man, I still want to say Celtics and six, um, just because I like Tatum and Brown so much. Did did this game change your opinion on the series? No, because I've had Philadelphia. They're one of my picks, so I'm sticking by them. Um, I I'm I thought they may have lost this one and win the next one. Thought it'd be one one. But kudos to them for getting game one. If it, Embiid comes back, then I think they'll get game two. But, I, I mean, what's the seriousness of his injury? We don't know. A terror could be, uh, you know, multiple things. So, um, assuming he comes back, Philly has a chance to take it from the East. Talking about superstar injuries, let's transition over to the Miami Heat versus the New York Knicks. The Heat defeated the Knicks in game one. Uh, Jimmy Butler went down. Jimmy Buckets, my, my my vote for best player in the NBA currently right now, went down with the knee with a with the ankle injury. Uh, about five minutes left in the fourth quarter. The Knicks, for some reason, could not take advantage of that offensively nor defensively. Miami just had Jimmy Butler standing in the corner, you know, doing a corner three when he actually got got a shot off. With his bum ankle, he airballed it. It was a Kyle. It was the Kyle Lowry show down the stretch for Miami, and they were able, they were able to upset the Knicks in the Garden for Game One. Gonzo, what was your reaction to Jimmy getting injured, and for and Game One in general? I I, I thought the Knicks would take it. I was skeptical because I said without Randall, I don't think it could happen. Um, I they need Randall to win. He's like the heart and soul of that team. So I'm hoping, I'm assuming, let's see, let's see what the injury report says. It looks like Randall is questionable again for game two. So, I mean, it, with that being said, and Butler's questionable, then I think you got more of a fair matchup, and I think the next Knicks could take in, even it out 1-1. But, you know, questionable can mean anything in the playoffs. It's now used as a tactic, so... Yeah, RJ Barrett tried to do too much in that for in, in that second half. He tried to take on the scoring load. He had Jalen Brunson right there, but it was RJ Barrett trying to come to the rec- rescue, and he just had I think it was five possessions down the stretch where he did absolutely nothing, and then the next shot really poorly from three. So I don't anticipate that it's going to happen. So I think I agree with you. It's going to be one one going back to Miami. Um, Julius Randle, it kind of showed you how much they needed him because oh that that first quarter when they did so well. Obi Toppin hit a couple threes. Oh, we don't need Julius Randle. But after Obi Toppin kind of fell off the rest of the game, he kind of showed you Julius Randle's worth for that series. So do you agree? 1-1 one, one going back to going back to Miami? Yeah, 100%. What are the odds on that one, Guns? Um, so right now the Knicks are favored by seven points. So I think they... Vegas kind of agrees with us here that Knicks are going to win this game to make it 1-1. I agree. Yeah, seven points seems too high, but yeah, I, um, ugh, man. Mon- it seems yeah. two points too high to me. Minus five. Uh, minus seven makes it very makes it very teasing for me to place a bet. So, um, yeah. Let's move on to, I guess, the main event of the second round of the NBA playoffs. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Golden State Warriors. LeBron versus Curry for maybe the final time we're going to see it in this epic rivalry between two of the best and two of the best players in NBA history, each with four rings, each with something to prove. Maybe get to five rings to tie Kobe and Duncan. We'll see about that. Um, the Golden State Warriors are able to upset. I guess you want to call it an upset because they they were the sixth seed. Uh, Sacramento Kings uh, game, in Game Seven, they kind of torched him in that fourth quarter. 
the Kings just had no answer. Zabonis did not show up to play in that game seven, at least in the second half, and they blew him out in game seven. The beam was not lit three times. Like I predicted, it was only lit twice. Gons, oh man, going into this Lakers versus Warriors, what are your initial thoughts on the series? Or do you have any initial, do you have any thoughts of the Warriors? Do you, do you have more respect for the Kings after that seven game series? No, I honestly, I think the Kings had that series, um, but it came down to experience at the end and, and Curry well-deserved, you know, was hot, but it could have gone either way. Um, so kudos to the Kings for that, I guess. What worries me, Matt, is our inability to guard the three-point shot this whole season. It is the Achilles of the Los Angeles Lakers. All season. So what is Darvin Ham going to do to guard the three efficiently when you're playing the likes of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, who can all shoot the three? That is what scares me, Matt. That I I I I don't know what he's gonna do. Like that's been our weakness. Granted, I like our size, right? I like our size. I like our team. I know we're coming off a big win, but you 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 can't play the same defense you played all year, where you let teams just destroy you from the three point line. Because this team is the one team that will. It's the one team that will. Plus, also, they're not a great driving team, too. So you don't necessarily need to load up the paint because this team doesn't drive a lot. They're known for their three-point shot, unlike the Memphis Grizzlies, who John Morant is really just more about driving, and Bain to an extent, too, with Tillman with the short roll, and then Triple J only plays around the basket. It's going to be a different type of series. So I'm not anticipating the Lakers to be having the same defensive scheme as they did against Memphis. You know, you get a lot of those three-pointers from a lot of handoff attempts from Poole and Curry. I think the Lakers will have a good defensive strategy with Van, with um, Vanderbilt and with Schroeder to try to lock down. You're not going to stop Steph Curry. We saw that with the 50-burger in Game 7. You're not going to stop him. Just kind of slow him down a little bit. Maybe just hold him under you know, 35% from three, 50% from the field. And then just kind of hope that Clay doesn't explode any of these games but looking at the warrior side of things how how do you think the warriors are going to be able to stop you know someone like someone like lebron james anthony davis even austin reeves because austin reeves kind of balled out same thing with Rui hachimura what do you think the 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 warriors game plan against the lakers offense is going to be i i don't know i mean i would they're going to have a hard time against Anthony Davis. This is a series for Anthony Davis to do really well. Um, same with LeBron James, depending what style of basketball he plays. If he attacks the paint and uses his body, he's going to be very successful. Um, he played a great series last series. Don't get me wrong. He was phenomenal. So if he keeps that momentum, it's going to be a very good series nonetheless. But Anthony Davis, I mean, who's going to stop Anthony Davis? Like, who's I, – I can't think of anyone. Who – do you have anyone in mind that's gonna stop uh, Anthony no. Davis? It's just more about like we talked about, like I talked about with Steph. It's more of a slowdown. And Draymond Green, for as many antics as he does, he's still a very, very, very good defensive player, positionally defensive. He might not have the size, but he kind of knows who how to positionally defend Anthony Davis, where he doesn't let him get to his spots rather easily. Um, so he can't just easily just post him up and that. You kind of just have to... Plus, he has a guy like Kevon Looney behind him. The issue with the with the, with the the Warriors, though, is mm-hmm. that once... if maybe, Let's say Kevon Looney goes in fail trouble, who's your backup big? Is he due to Kaminga? Do you put Wiggins down, though? So it really just... If the Warriors get into foul trouble... And then AD can feast. I think LeBron and AD will feast in tier because, yeah, it's it's really just all about Kevon Looney on the inside. Conversely, though, Anthony Davis is really the only person on the inside for the Lakers because their backup big is Mo Bamba, who they haven't played. And then a Wenyan Gabriel, who's maybe going to give them 8 to 10 minutes at tops. So I guess my next question for you, Gons, with knowing how Curry and how AD is going to go, um, if the Lakers found a lot of success in game six by shortening their lineup, they didn't play Beasley uh, in an important time. They didn't play Walker down the line. They basically gave their minutes to 
Vanderbilt, not, not Vanderbilt, to Rui Hachimura and to Schroeder. Do you think the Lakers should keep that you know seven and a half lineup with Wynn and Gabriel, or try to play uh, 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 Beasley or Walker the series? Uh, I say you stay where you're at, man. As much as I like Lonnie Walker, um, stick with a formula that's working. Um, maybe put Lonnie Walker when you're up to see, because I still believe in Lonnie Walker. But there's two players, Matt, that are going to make a difference to me, one on each team. D'Angelo Russell for the Lakers. They don't have that guard like a Morant that's going to bother him as much. We saw Morant really bother him to the point where it kind of took him out of the game. He passed the ball. He didn't want to be as aggressive. And then he had his moments when Morant wasn't on him. Curry doesn't play that way. Curry's small. Um, D'Angelo will be able to body him up and get those floaters and get a lot of points inside the paint um, against Steph Curry or whoever's guarding him, matter of fact. So D'Angelo Russell for the Lakers is going to be key. For the Warriors, it's Wiggins. If Wiggins is putting up 20, 25 points a game, Forget about it. Like, he's a difference maker. So, it, it honestly, to me, comes down to those two players. Like, what's Wiggins going to do and what's D'Angelo going to do? Because the stars are going to ball out, right? That's 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 anticipated. But what are the other players going to do? That's a great point. Because when D'Angelo Russell plays well, it's almost like the Lakers are almost invincible. Because he's the one hitting those, those open threes. You know, when the Lakers were down in game four, he was the one that hit those three threes and brought him back in. In the third quarter of game six, he was the one that kind of put the game out of reach by hitting all those three pointers. So it's a it's it's crazy uh, how how important D'Angelo Russell is because the Lakers drafted him, then traded him away. But it's kind of just plus he was also a part of Golden State. So it's kind of more of a revenge game for him as well. And then the other end, you're looking at uh, Andrew Wiggins, who didn't play against these Lakers uh, when they had, they had made these trades. So. Andrew Wiggins, I think, yeah, I believe you're correct. He's going to be the definite um, key for them, the difference maker for, for for the Warriors. So, any other things, any other insights to see on this series, and what's your prediction uh, for who wins the series? Man, I got to go with the Lakers. I got a lot of writing on the Lakers, but um, look, man, with with Austin Reeves playing the way he's playing, D'Angelo stepping up. I have faith that the Lakers can take this in six. That is my wish. That would be fun because as we'll be in Vegas, right? We could celebrate. That'll be a fun, fun Friday night. Oh, yeah, definitely. If the Lakers win in six, oh, boy. Um, trying to get us to that to the airport on that Friday, on that Saturday morning is going to be a thing. So because we'll be celebrating so hard. So I also agree Lakers in six will be celebrating in Vegas as a lot of the a lot of our friends will be there will be, will be celebrating. So just to you know put a put a bow on this conference finals prediction. So we're both saying it's going to be Nuggets in 5. Um as far as the Knicks versus the Heat, who do you have in that series again? I'm sticking with my team the Knicks. Um assuming Randall comes back, uh I think the Knicks will win in seven. Yeah, it really just depended on Jimmy Butler. Now, I think I had the Heat, but the way he's hobbled, you know, I, I think I'm gonna kind of sway. That kind of sways me a little bit, even though he is playing so great. The Knicks, I think, can take this in in about seven as well. Um, and then the Sixers and Celtics. I think that's where we differ. I still, I still think it's gonna be Celtics and six. What do you have the Sixers in? I think the Sixers are one and six. So it's good we have some, you know, a little bit of difference there. So before we leave today, anything you want to end on, Gons? Any predictions or bets you want to make for the, you know, with with the Lakers playing tomorrow? Sure. Let's look at the games tomorrow. Let me give you my my Gons guarantees. So the Knicks and Heat are playing tomorrow. New York is favored by six and a half points. Um, And the over-under on that game is... 206. I like the over for that game. Um, the last game went to 209, and I believe without the likes of Jimmy Butler, if he's not playing, and if Julius Randle does play, I think there's just going to be more offense. I take the over 206 for that. Lakers, Warriors, Golden State's by favored by four and a half. The over under on that is 228. I actually like the under on that. I think 
They're going to be um, a lot. Of, I think I think there's a lot of shots are going to be missed. Um, I think defense is going to be bigger than we think here. So I would take the under on that. In terms of are the Warriors going to win game one in Golden State? I mean, I'm going to say no, but I don't know. You think the Lakers win I tomorrow? I think the Lakers win tomorrow. If if Golden State, they'll get game two, and then the Lakers will will win game three and four. Warriors will get game five, and the Lakers will cl- close out in crypto in six. As far as my official prediction, yeah, no, for I sure. Hope so, man. All right, Gons, it's late. I'm sorry we kept you up a little bit. I know you got to take put the kids to bed. Thank you for joining me. Um, we'll talk to you later. All right, later, man. We are now joined by. Someone who's getting a lot of W's recently. He was promoted at his work, and now oh. and the Lakers won uh, Game Six against the Grizzlies late last week. We got here with, I guess, Laker Jose. Now is that what we're That's calling right. you? Laker, Laker Jose. Jose. I Hi. like it. I love it. How are you doing, Jose? I'm doing good, man. Um, all glory to God. That I'm, you know, moving on up, and you know, I'm so hyped about the Lakers. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That Laker game. That Game Six. Talk, t- talk to me about talk to me about the game six. Where were you at? What were your thoughts on that game? I got one thing to say, man. He said he wanted a forty piece. He got himself a forty piece. Mm-hmm. Dylan Brooks, where you at, man? Uh, I am beyond hyped. I think this Laker team is on track to do something special. I think LeBron's experience with dealing with a Steph Curry team in the past is going to help. I think we're very evenly matched. And this thing could go to seven, but I'm my official prediction is Lakers in six. Lakers in six. Lakers in six. I I guess the same thing. Lakers in six. Yeah, yeah. Like that that Curry factor. Did you see? Did you watch Game Seven at all? Of uh, yesterday, right? Yesterday's games. Yeah. So. I went to church yesterday, and on my way home from church, I was like, nice, I'm going to make it home for a second half. When I got home, I realized that my uh, Fire Stick remote had broken, so I ordered a new one. And it took me forever to pair it to my TV, to my current Fire Stick. Mm-hmm. So I literally saw like the last... like. Two, three minutes of the game when the Warriors were already just destroying these dudes. Like, what happened, man? You know, I was expecting the Kings to win. Oh, okay. I, I wanted the Kings to win. Yeah. Like, you just kind of want that underdog, but all of them are like, they're like a cool young team, you know, that you're rooting for, unlike the Grizzlies. Right. They, they're they that young team that's like fun to watch. They're not running their mouths, they're just playing the game. But, I did not get to watch it, unfortunately. Yeah, I watched the first half, but unfortunately, like I'll, I also had to leave. I couldn't watch the second half as well. But yeah, that game, that game was great. Like it was pretty even the first half. They're hitting their shots. I and saw, then, yeah, yeah, I saw, and then out of nowhere, I just saw it got out of control, and the Kings yeah. just weren't in it anymore. Yeah, Steph Curry really, he cemented himself yeah. as, I guess, fifty piece. Yeah, fifty piece, fifty burger on Oof. on that on. Davion Mitchell, because yeah. it was crazy because they were playing that Terrence Davis mm. a lot over Davion Mitchell, which yeah. which was weird. They went. I heard from Twitter and also watched a little bit of the game. They kind of went away from what what Sacramento went away from what made them successful the yeah. first six games of the series. Davion Mitchell was balling yeah, right was. early on in the mm-hmm. series too. Like he was like hitting shots. He was just locking everyone down. Like yeah. he was pretty good. Yeah, when it comes to the Lakers, right, you're gonna need that point of attack defender oh. to, to to stick yeah. with Seth Curry. So but before. We we get into that Lakers Warriors thing because that's uh-huh. going to be, you know, a big talking piece. As far as the Kings goes, like Kings or 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 Grizzlies, who do you think was the better team between those two? Oh, the Kings. The Kings. The only thing is Sabonis didn't really show up. Oh sure, yeah. If had Sabonis shown up, I think you know they probably would have won the series. Yeah. But they didn't get that like All Star level Sabonis, in my opinion. No, for sure. He was not. <laughs> he did not. He got out rebounded by Looney. He was kind like, of their only big man. His, had, his right? biggest highlight was getting stomped on by Draymond. Right. Yeah. So. And the acting he did. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I and then, the oh, I, I, need, he, I need to get x-ray the next day. Right. I'm questionable. Like, all that was just to get this guy suspended. Yeah. Which didn't work, yeah, by right. the way, because they won. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
I think the Lakers. I, who are they gonna throw on Steph Curry? Well, I mean, I'm my my initial thoughts are Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah. there was a good thread on Twitter where Van, Vanderbilt was with the the Timberwolves and he was locking up Steph Curry pretty mm-hmm. good. So I could see initially where you put like mm-hmm. a Steph where you put Vanderbilt on Steph yeah. Curry to begin with. Yeah. Unfortunately, towards the end, like the last lineup last series, it was D'Lo. Reeves, but then you also had Hachimori out there. You couldn't have Vando because mm-hmm. Vando, unfortunately, still can't shoot. Even though yeah. he did hit what three yeah. of eight from the from three point land, I don't think they'll get. He'll be that wide open, but you're still going to play. I think Rui down the stretch. It's yeah. just can can you live with Schroeder taking a down the stretch guarding Curry in the fourth quarter? I like it. I mean, okay. I, I think Schroeder is kind of dependable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who I just don't know who else. You know, besides yeah. Vando and Schroeder can probably well, guard this guy. It's like last series, it was what Mitchell was doing mm-hmm. well on him, but outside mm-hmm. of Mitchell, it was you can't put Fox. You could only yeah, hold Fox to just kind of be in front of him. Oof. But I, it's hard uh-huh. to stop Curry, right? Yeah. Like, no one's like, oh, who's going to stop Curry? Who's going to guard? Like, who's going to guard LeBron yeah. or AD? So it's like, you can't stop Curry. It's really just containing him, right? It's like when you go mm-hmm. back to, like, Dame in, in, in the bubble. Like, mm-hmm. Who's going to stop Dame? Dame was doing so well in the bubble. Mm-hmm. And then. We figured the Lakers oh, were yeah. figure out how to bracket them off and yeah. do all that stuff. So, yeah. so like as far as on the Warriors, who do you fear most outside of Steph Curry? Outside of Steph Curry, hmm. Poole has the capability of going off, okay. but he's been so like up and down. Oh, yeah, I think he's been more down than yeah. Up, <laughs> like I don't know what happened to this guy. Like, yeah, he got paid and now he's just kind of right. chilling. Exactly. Um. I guess Clay, yeah, because Clay's you know he's the other Splash brother. Yeah, people don't give him his flowers, man. Like this guy is such a good shooter, like one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. And I think people tend to forget that, for I don't know why. Yeah, but I think he's definitely a you know, problem mm-hmm. that the Lakers are gonna have to figure out. Yeah, but I mean, we have a great defense. You know, our defense is incredible. AD, killing it, you know, blocking everything, everywhere. Right. And, um, I mean, we'll see what happens, man. I'm excited to watch the series. I definitely think Lakers could win it in six. Yeah. Like, I, Clay does scare you, of course. He's mm-hmm. You have to give him his flowers. Yeah. It feels like since he got back from his injury, yeah. he didn't get back to where he was at. Mm-mm. But it's like, it's, he got he he had two separate knee injuries, right? So yeah. it's hard for anyone to get back from that. Yeah. So for him to get back to any sort of, you know, he didn't do great in Game Seven, but mm-hmm. you still have to fear him, right? Yeah, just because like, he could heat up at any given moment. Yeah, with AD being the linchpin of a defense, like I I remember we talked before, like who do we like better, the twenty twenty Lakers or the current yes. team? Yes. Like I didn't think this current team can get defensively where that twenty twenty team got. But we saw with that game six with Memphis, yes. there's an opportunity to do so because that 2020 team didn't have a guy like Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, with his length, I think he's like a 7-1 wingspan, like yeah. six, six, seven. Frame. He can guard one one through five. Exactly. That was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're, but okay, I guess, addition, let's move on from Vando. Um, like, are you afraid of, like, a Kevon Looney, right? Because we had Xavier Tillman he was just balling, clean, clean up, clean up. The glass greatly against the Lakers. He had so many rebounds in a couple of those games yes. there, and Kevon Looney himself had twenty rebounds. Twenty rebounds last night, right? right? Yeah, yesterday. in Game Seven. Yes. So, I, do you, does Kevon Looney you know scare you for the Lakers because he can grab all those offensive boards? Uh, I think AD is more more than capable, you know, of like keeping him at bay. Mm-hmm. I'm not really worried about him. I think it's just you know kind of a fluke right. i saw like on bleacher report like this poll they had like do you have him as a top five center i'm like what like yeah is he top five is he is he top 10 top 15 i'm yeah. like bro this guy's like not even on my radar man right. and i had him in fantasy too so i mean i know how good the guy is like mm-hmm. he's he's obviously a good center but yeah. bro top 20 yeah i mean i don't think i could name 20 <laughs> 20 centers right now but yeah. he's not i don't think he's one of them yeah like, he's a guy you have to be concerned about, but with Tillman, I think he was a better... Like, I was talking about this mm-hmm. in one of my other chats, too. It's like, um, if they put Looney on LeBron, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that because you're pulling Looney away from the rim. Yeah. 
And if he's if you're pulling Looney away from the rim, then that doesn't doesn't allow him to have so many mm. offensive rebound. Yeah. So I mean, outside of his rebounding, he's a solid positional defender. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you really need to fear him. We just kind of need to box him out. And I think he can get in some foul trouble. Like as far as uh, let's move on from to the I guess Warriors depth, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what was the issue going into the season. Yes. Like Jordan Poole was supposed to take like a next step. Mm-hmm. Like he was supposed to be like a twenty point guy. Not, you know, he could pull Curry. Curry doesn't have to play as many minutes. He can kind of do that. But unfortunately, Jordan Poole hadn't really shown up these, these playoffs. Um, I guess with their their lineup, um, it's, they don't have Otto Porter Jr. anymore, but they do have Dante DiVincenzo. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, off, good. yeah, off the bench you have so it's off the bench it's Poole, it's DiVincenzo, mm-hmm. and it's um, gosh, you know, and, and then it's um, Jonathan Kaminga. Mm-hmm. Does their bench like compare that bench mm-hmm. to the current Lakers bench? Like, who do you think it, has the advantage there? The, the Lakers, one hundred percent. How so? I mean, we got. We got people that could hit shots from, you know, we got Rui, mm-hmm. you know, big Sushimura. Okay. I like him a lot, you yeah. know. Um, who else is coming off the bench? Well, is, is Schroeder? Schroeder's off the bench. Yeah. 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 Typically. See, that yeah. was an issue. That was a good thing with the Lakers because they shortened their lineup. Like, I remember mm-hmm. talking about that with, with one of the co-hosts, the Gons. It was like, do you want to play? you want to give Lonnie Walker Jr. those Beasley minutes? Because Beasley yeah. in that game, game five had like four open threes in like yeah. two minutes and missed them all. So I yeah, I, I jumped off the Beasley and bandwagon. I mean, I felt so bad in game six, like when we were up 40 and they had Beasley in. Yeah. I'm like, dang, this is a player. This is what he's become. Yeah. You know, like he's on the court now, like right. in the last couple minutes of the game. Yeah. Up 40 and he's playing with like all the like third stringers. And he you know? still <laughs> shot like one of five, one of six. Yes. Well, it was crazy. I'm like, yes. you're supposed to be the sniper. like, yeah, But then he's still shooting That's like disappointing. Yeah. But... No, the Lakers bench has been solid, man. Like, do you, do you kind of keep that shorter rotation and go, you know, with just Rui and with Schroeder and then maybe Wendy Gabriel for 8 to 10 minutes? Or do you kind of expand it and get, like, a Walker or a Beasley in there? I I like keeping it, like, what it's been lately. Okay. Like, I like Gabriel. Like, mm-hmm. he comes in, he's, like, big energy guy. Mm-hmm. He, could, he could dunk, Yeah, you know? Um, I don't know if I... Lonnie Walker was just terrible at some points man like there's a few games where he could come in and hit like a couple of threes and you're like oh yeah like nice but nah i don't really trust him yet mm-hmm. like i think we're good with what we have right now and sure. what we put out versus the grizzlies yeah i think it should work yeah that game six bl- blueprint what they had that was just yes. an amazing game yes that was yeah. sick dude yeah had me hyped right where, where, where'd you watch the game at it's at home okay yeah it's chilling at home that was you know were you nervous at all going into that game? Because there was a lot of people that were like, no, the Lakers got it. But then, me personally, I was feeling a little nervous. Because it was, you know, game six and LeBron really didn't bring it in game five. I'm not sure how, how much he had still in the tank. But, you know, how, how were you feeling? I wasn't nervous. I was, like, just wanting to shut them down. Because I know Desmond Bain was, like, guaranteeing a yeah. game seven. Early back in May. Yeah. And then, what's the name? Brooks, you know. He poked the bear. You yeah. can't poke the bear. You can't poke the bear, man. Yeah. What was that quote? The was a LeBron quote that you know, Kobe had. Like, if if you see me in a fight with a bear, you know, help go, the bear. Help, help the bear. Yeah. That yeah. Was, that was awesome. That's, That's so awesome. dope. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Man. Oh, I miss Kobe. Yeah. I know, right? No, for <laughs> sure. Like it was. It's currently recording on May first. It is the Gigi's. It would, she would have turned seventeen. Mm. Oh you man. Know, R.I.P. to Kobe. R.I.P. to Gigi. Yeah. yeah. I tried to get those. There was those Nike shoes. Um, Gigi. Mm. Gigi. I shoes. saw those. Yeah. yeah. Those are sick. Yeah. Unfortunately, I couldn't get them. Yeah. You know, there was in the queue for Nike. Couldn't get those shoes. But yeah. You know, R.I.P. to Kobe, R.I.P. to Gigi, and 17th birthday. Um, let's get a little more big picture. So as far as you're looking at LeBron James, right? LeBron James, 20th year in the league, uh, five championships. You're looking at Steph Curry, not as many years in the league, but he also has, I'm sorry, four championships. Four, championships, four championships, yes. Each. It's going to be five yeah, this year for five, LeBron right? James. Mark my words. Right. So, <laughs> like, as far as Stephen A. Smith said something this morning, mm-hmm. I heard on, on Twitter, that Steph Curry is currently, regardless of what happens the rest of the series, is now the, great, is now the greatest, great, point guard. greatest point guard ever. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that? Oof. I mean, I have him as, for sure, like a top three point guard of all time. But I'll, I don't know. A lot of people don't even see him that way because I mean, he's not like he's not like 
passing the ball like crazy. You know, it's not like a traditional point guard like your Magic Johnsons, your Jason Kidd's, Steve Nash. But he's up there. Maybe, yeah, I would say him and Magic interchangeable. Right. No, I still kind of put Magic over him because Magic made... You know, half the the final. Even though his career was cut short, he made the finals half the time he was yeah. he was playing. Or you won, yeah, you won five championships. So it's He's hard to beast. it's hard to deny Magic Johnson. Yeah. Is that you look at you know, Curry's shooting numbers, of mm-hmm. course. Oh, but then the passing, like you said, the playmaking, yes. like you said, the the primary playmaker on the Warriors has always been Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Whether on the Lakers, it was always it was the primary ball handler and playmaker was Magic Johnson. Yes. So we had a little bit more responsibility mm-hmm. on that end of the floor too. Um, so yeah, I mean, I still think it's Magic, even if Curry wins his wins his fifth. Yeah, but, you know, I don't think he's winning his fifth. It's Where his, does yeah. Curry rank like top players ever? Yeah, there was a discussion on that too, as far as whether he was top ten. Someone had him in the top ten already. It's tough to say because actually, the discussion I also heard was if he gets to the fifth ring, is he on the Kobe Duncan level? Right. I guess that puts you in top ten. Yeah. So it's like. I don't think so because of the defensive end. Because Kobe and Duncan were high-level defend, all NBA yes. level defenders, yes. right? If you look at anyone in the top ten, you're looking at your your Bill Russells, your mm-hmm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, Tim Duncan's, Hakeem Olajuwon's, you know, Magic, Larry Bird, um, whoever, whoever else you want to throw in there, Kobe's, mm-hmm. Hakeem's. Anyone that would be kind of close to top ten, they also all had it on the defensive end too. So we weren't just depending mm-hmm. on a shot. Even though I think Curry is a average defender and a really good team defender, I'm not, I wouldn't put him. He he, he never wanted like he wasn't on any defensive yeah. uh, all NBA teams or defensive teams at the end of the season. He's a good defender, but not at that level. What, yeah. are, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I I don't think he can guard anyone really. I mean, like his his best defense was is was Draymond Green. Yes, because <laughs> they funneled much. him into Draymond Green. Yeah. Yes, pretty much, man. Right. Draymond Green makes up for a lot of like you know Steph Curry holes. Yeah, no, for <laughs> the, sure. The right. passing, the defense. We just discussed all that. Yeah. But I, I mean, Steph is definitely one of the greatest to ever do it, just because like he came in and changed the league yes. entirely. Yeah. Everyone started shooting threes like crazy. You know, one through five. Yeah. Everyone's shooting threes now. I don't love it. Personally, mm-hmm. I wish we could go back to, you know, when the big man was okay. dominating in the paint and, like, everyone just, you know, dominated the paint. Like, like I have real a, old school basketball. Right. I have a thought of this. Like, how, what do you think the NBA could do to, to, to kind of go back to that? Like, I have an idea, but what, what, what's kind of your idea to go back to that level, that, that style of basketball? Because the three is not going to go away. I don't know, man, because you see, like, everyone's taking stupid shots up now. Mm-hmm. Like, you see kids, like little high school kids. Are taking super dumb shots that like yeah. will normally get you benched in the past. Right. They're throwing, chucking them up, and like because they're making them, yep. can't take them out. Like you just gotta celebrate, celebrate now. I don't know if there's a solution. Like for me, and I think it's because a three point shot in the NBA is different. Has has different, you know, um, the lines in different places where mm-hmm. it's like on the top of the key, it's I forget the 30 points or whatever feet. Mm-hmm. On the sidelines, though, it's still the same distance as it is in college. So mm-hmm. for me to get rid of, like, to, to kind of go back to more interior, I think you have to eliminate that, that corner three, that sideline three that's shorter than the other threes. Wow. It yeah. just cut it off right there where the elbow is. Yeah. Yes, you're still getting your three point shooters, but you can't depend mm-hmm. on just leave someone in the corner. Yeah. Leave some in the corner and just once you kick in this pass out yeah. for the corner three, it's a, it's the shortest. It's it, it got it's getting to the point where you'd rather have a corner three, which is a maybe fifty percent shot for a lot of good NBA players now it, than a layup. They say it's like one of like the easiest exactly shots in right. basketball. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. because yeah, I would for me I would eliminate that shot mm-hmm. if it if a way to get in. And a lot of people have, were, were saying like because there's so many offensive advantages now. Like mm-hmm. in the '90s and the early 2000s, there was hand checking. Mm-hmm. You know, is that something you you would see kind of being brought back to give a little more advantage to the defender? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if the NBA would even want to do this now because mm-hmm. like people obviously like it. There are there is people that enjoy seeing all those three pointers being shot, you know. I mean, the three point contest at the All Stars is now bigger than the dunk contest. It's ridiculous, mm-hmm. man. I hand checking maybe. It just <laughs> yeah, it just sucks when you see like a like Shaq. We grew up, it was yes. Shaq in the early two thousands. Um, you know, late late in the nineties, it was Ewing, it was Olajuwon, mm-hmm. it was David Robinson. They had back to back, you know. 
back to the basket games where they can kind of jump hook either way, do up and unders. So have like a classic big man game, right? That's something you you like to see. I wish Shaq would play nowadays. Right, he, he would just would dominate just everyone, wreck everyone. Right. Yes. But then you have these kids growing up, like a Victor Wembanyama, who's seven six. Mm-hmm. But oh, he's so great because he's able to shoot, shoot threes. threes. But yeah. shouldn't shouldn't he be more in the post? Yes, like it's he should. I mean, the guy's gigantic, right? Yeah, well, wasting your time shooting threes for, but exactly right. This is, we wish we had the big man. I wish yeah. that I wish that would come back, but too, unfortunately, man. I don't see that happening. So you have Lakers in six. I have Lakers in six. Let's go. Let's look at the other like, as far as we have as we're recording the Suns. And the, and the Nuggets, they got their butt yes. kicked by by the Nuggets. Yes. Um, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant combined for fifty eight, and they still lost by lost they by have a lot. No bench, man. Yeah. It's just them. Yeah. Ha, ha. <laughs> They're next. Like they got what Bismack Biombo yeah. and Tory Craig and yeah. a bunch of no name fools coming off the bench. Like I don't know, man. Yeah. Like it's going to be tough to win a series like against a really like good team like the Nuggets if you're the Suns and you have no bench. Yeah, exactly. Because you have that Landale guy. Mm-hmm. It's the random white guy coming yes, off the bench, yes. right? He's a big then, man, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like you'd wish they'd play like a like a they have TJ Warren on that team, but they don't play. They don't TJ. play him. It's really just yeah. the top five guys. They have the top four: Tory mm-hmm. Craig. Um, Landry Shamit. They're not even playing de- no, campaign, which I don't like campaign. But at least you know I'll give you some sort of dynamic. He's, yeah, he's good. Yeah, you know, like when he does get minutes, he's solid. Yeah, I picked him up for like a like two week stretch when Chris Paul was hurt this year. Man, he was balling. Right, no, for sure. And then, but then you look at the Nuggets. You're right. They're deep. I mean, they have their top four yes, guys, but then they you still have KCP. You still Ugh. have Bruce Brown. You have Jeff Green, experienced guys, vet guys that can kind of calm you know ship down in case you know Murray or or Michael Porter Jr. kind of go off the rails. So yeah, that's a really solid team. Like, are you, are you, do you yes. think it's going to be a sweep, or do you think it's going to be four one four two? I don't think it'll be a sweep. It'll be like a gentleman's sweep. So five. Yes. So with, <laughs> with how well Denver's playing, I guess I hate to go back a little bit. And, you know, I hate to go, you know, look in the future too much. If the Lakers do end up being the Warriors in six, of course they'll have to play Denver. You know, before the playoffs started, I think the I'm like, oh, the Lakers will be fine against Denver. Like, yes. But the way, 80, the way Denver, 80s cooked uh, Jokic before, he'll yeah, do it again. Exactly. But unfortunately, with the bubble team that beat the Nuggets in five. Yes. Now the Nuggets are more experienced. That's they, true. They have Jokic, who's a two-time MVP. Now they also have Aaron Gordon as their fourth guy. Yes. They didn't have that before. I think their fourth and guy. Michael like, Porter was hurt during that series too, right? He, he's always hurt. They yeah, always have that back hurt history. at some point. Yeah, but then you have a guy yeah. who I think, yeah, a, a fourth option in Aaron Gordon, who's a very, very, very good fourth option. So, yes. How do you think the Lakers do if they ha- end up facing that Denver team? Hmm. I think. It could like go to seven, yeah. But I'm not worried about Jokic. Like I said, mm-hmm. my boy AD has locked him up before. Yeah. He'll do it again. Right. Gordon. I mean, who's gonna match up against him? Like LeBron? Yeah, I Probably. mean, yeah, I mean, thinking about that series a little bit, I would say you put Gordon on LeBron and then leave mm-hmm. um, Michael Porter Jr. to to like a Vando or I don't know. I have to kind of think more about yeah. that series. Just kind of. Yeah. Do you, do you think the Lakers have a shot at beating them? So you think yes. seven if they do? Yes, okay. I think the Lakers could beat anyone. Yeah. At this point, man. Yeah. I honestly think they could beat anyone. Yeah. Um. Now the East is pretty, kind of like weird, man, because like Miami and New York. Who would have thought? Yeah. You know, uh, the Bucks getting knocked out by Miami is crazy. Yeah, that, I saw that last game. It was just. Giannis didn't want to shoot any free throws. Those are kind of like Shaq in the early 2000s. Didn't want to shoot any yes. free throws. And then Jimmy Butler just scoring on mm-hmm. you know, such a high defensive player yes. and you know, a good level defensive player in Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. And even when Gar- Giannis was guarding him, he still gave him buckets too. Like I said this on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Like the way, the way it currently is, is playoff Jimmy Butler the best player in the league? Man. Currently, I'm not saying like oh it can't change in these right, right now, now in these playoffs. I think he's he is the best player. Yeah, right because now. I remember when I was talking to Gons, he was like oh it's like a comparable. It was John Morant. I'm like John Morant oh, only won one no. game. 
Like, no. how, like, yeah. So for me, like the, the, the gone's tripping. Yeah, I, I, I think the answer would have been like if you had told me Anthony Davis the way he was playing defensively too. Yes. Like he didn't have the quite offensive game, but Jimmy, no. but that defensive Oof. impact he had on Game Six and the yes. rest of the whole series. Yes. If you would have told me, oh yeah, how about Anthony Davis? Okay, that's something we can kind of talk about. But Jimmy yeah. Butler, I bring up the East only because I want to say I would love a rematch, Lakers and Heat. In okay. the finals again. I think that would be dope. Okay. Or, you know, Lakers Celtics. No, right. Right. Would be so, sick too. A little yeah. classic. Who, who so make your prediction now. Who comes out of the East? Okay. So is Embiid gonna play? The last thing we heard from Mudge again, by the time you're listening to this, um the, they would have already played game one, but the uh, the last reports from Woj, Woj was that he was going to be out for game one. Or oh. it's leaning towards he'll be out for the first two games, actually. Man. Okay, so Celtics are going to win that series, yeah. I think. Right. Like, I remember talking There's about no this way. last last podcast. Mm-hmm. Shaq, I mean, yeah. Embiid had to have played like Shaq in order for them to have a shot. He would have had to destroy Robert Williams in order yes. for them to have a shot. Because yeah. Harden's not probably... I don't think he's 100% right now. He's not moving no. well. You're depending on... Tyrese Maxey to have mm-hmm. you know great games against you know, good Boston defenders on the uh, on the wing. So yeah, yeah, Celtics are winning that one. So yeah. then, like with the Heat, with Jimmy Butler potentially being out too, he might be hurt too, right? Yeah, he like, like... luckily the Heat were able to pull off that game one. Maybe he takes game two off just to kind of rest that ankle, and then maybe we'll see the Heat in game three. But also the Knicks didn't have Julius Randle, you know, for, yes. former Laker. Um, uh, Julius Randle, so it's good. It was good to see him do well, but he missed Game One against yeah. the against the Heat. So yeah. looking at that series, who do you think comes out of that with Jimmy being hurt and who knows about Julius Randle? If obviously if Jimmy plays, I think the Heat could win it. And if he doesn't, I gotta give the slight edge to the Knicks, I guess. Okay, because I. I mean, who does Miami have outside of Jimmy? Right. You know, like... It was Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. That game, yeah. 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 But, I mean, Heroes hurt. Um, who else is hurt? They got, they got no yeah, guys hurt, he, too. Heroes hurt, and yeah, Jimmy Jimmy's hurt. Yes. Um, outside of that, I think they're all... Out of bio's, like, okay. Right. I mean, yeah. he doesn't scare anyone, I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. I got... If Jimmy does not play, I guess that... The Knicks are just a little deeper, right? Because they still have Jalen Brunson, yep. even though he was bad in Game One. Yeah, they, the Knicks couldn't hit a three in Game yes. One. Right? Jalen Brunson's still good. Um, was it RJ Barrett? Yeah, RJ Barrett tried to do too much, but yeah, yeah. I, they still have them. They still That's have right. these guys that I think is enough to beat the Heat. Yeah. So who I have coming out of the East ultimately? Man, like I would love the Lakers, South, uh, Lakers Heat. Yeah, just because I, I love Jimmy. Yeah, but it's probably gonna be the Celtics. Right, they're just healthy. They're really good. Jason Tatum is a beast. Yeah, I don't love like his whole little copying Kobe on everything. Sure, I don't love that. I think it's a little weird. What do you mean by copying Kobe on everything? Like he just like everything he tries to like emulate Kobe. You okay. know, um, as like. He's trying to be like this Mamba mentality guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Everything about him, I feel like he just tries to emulate Kobe a little too much. Okay. And, I mean, if he wasn't a Celtic, I'd be like okay with it. But because he's on that team, I'm like... <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. I really I really like Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good player. Um, yeah, it's probably going to be a Celtics, yeah, unfortunately. I, yeah, right. It's like, you know, like FTC, you know, F, F the Celtics. But, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of have to agree. Like, objectively, you have to look at what the other teams have to bring. Yes. And I think the Celtics just have too much. Yes. You know, especially last year, you had a, you had a Brogdon. Even though Marcus Smart isn't playing the Derek same level. Derek White's been good. Yes, Derek White has been good. But then when you hear Derek White is the, is the Celtics' third best player. Yeah, that's, that's kind of Exactly, right? Yeah. But it's also what the Lakers is. Yeah. Is Austin Reeves the Lakers' third best player? I guess so, man. That's right? wild. I mean, or, yeah, right. Because D'Lo hasn't been showing up. Yeah. Sometimes he shows up. Some sometimes he doesn't. But when he does show up, he's, you know, he's good. Exactly yes. right. Like when at Game does. Six when he's hitting those yes. threes, it yes. was just crazy. I remember watching that game, Game Six. 
Like, the Lakers were up 17 at halftime. I felt mm. they could have been up by 30 if they just hit their threes. Mm-hmm. Like, Memphis was still hitting their threes, mm-hmm. but the Lakers, I think, were three of, like, 18. Yes. I'm like, why aren't we up by more than this? And then third quarter, they just turned it up and game, got up by 30, and it was over. Game four was just the funnest game, though. Yeah. When D'Lo came in and just hit those threes. Yeah. And then it was like, all right, peace, I'm fouling out. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> but he came in, he hit the threes, man. Yeah, so... Yeah, you're gonna have a streaky D'Lo, mm-hmm. but if you know the Lakers have to win when he does have those streaky games when the mm-hmm. when he is ends up being the third best player in the team. So hopefully he has more of those games against the the Warriors who got, he he played for before. Mm-hmm. He played one year with the Warriors and then he yes. got traded, traded for Andrew Minnesota, Wiggins. Yeah. Right? So I hope he has a sort of revenge game there. That, that I hope will be so fun. too. Yeah, so, that'd yeah. be cool. All right, Jose. Laker Jose. Laker Jose. Anything else you want to talk about before we end the pod today? Um, any fire you want to bring? Any additional fire? Any additional fire? No, man. Just Lakers and six. Lakers going to the finals. And the Lakers will be hoisting that Larry O'Brien at the end of the year. All right. If the Lakers get to the next round or even to the finals, we'll, we'll definitely talk again. We'll do this yes, again. Yes, sir. Thanks, sir. Appreciate Thanks for it. having me on, man. Appreciate it. Cool. And that will be it for us today. We should be recording later in the week. And I did Pete, friend of the pod, Josue, on Instagram, who was in Atlanta for Game 6 against the Celtics. Hopefully, we can get him here to talk about his experience at the game. And if you tried some of those lemon pepper wet wings made famous by Lemon Pepper Lou Williams. Thank you for the Gons for joining me late into the night. Thank you, Laker Jose, for bringing the fire to this episode. Thank you for listening and for your support. Have a great rest of the week.